Have you failed before at anything? If so, you're going to want to listen to this episode of the Concast. doing well. My name is Connor Collins. I'm a registered massage therapist and sports injury therapist practicing 45 minutes outside of Toronto, Ontario in Canada. And for this episode of the Concast, I'd like to discuss failure. Failure is something that we all experience in life. I've experienced it many, many number of times. And What I want to talk about is the misconceptions behind failure and failing in general and my viewpoint on failure as I've evolved over the years of my career and my personal life and explored the concept of failure a little bit more. And I think that we perceive failure in our society as something very, very negative and I think it's one of the most positive things that we have and so I want to talk about it. Before we start, what I wanted to do is try and get kind of a rudimentary definition of failure. So I just Googled failure and define. And the first three things that came up were lack of success or unsuccessful. The second was the omission uh, of an expected or required action. And the third was the action or state of not functioning. And so when you think of those three definitions, they're all pretty negative Uh, unsuccessful, not functioning, and an omission of required action, essentially not following a particular set of rules would be failure to comply, for example. The way that I see failure in the context of what I want to discuss today is an alternate route to success. And I think that anyone that's ever become successful, or if you think about any of the things that you've done in your life that have led to success, it is essentially a cumulative effect of a number of failures over time from which you've learned from. And so without failure, we cannot have and achieve success. A lot of the time, success is fueled by the hunger of failure. And so the way that I see it is we're just taking a different route. The first trail or the first path that we have tried to take to get to where we need to go has been quote-unquote unsuccessful. So that doesn't mean that we stop and turn around and walk away. We want to try and find an alternate route to get to where we want to go. So the first thing regarding failure is I see failure as one of the greatest gifts that we have. Often when we fail, we feel this sense of defeat. I think that that's important that we understand that we can't always get what we want the first time and really sit in that defeat, but sit in it for a short period of time. From there, you have to reflect on what caused you to fail and how you're going to grow from it. This is how we adapt and we learn. If we continue to do the same thing over and we continue to fail, or we continue to see the same patterns in our life, and we are the only common denominator in them, that it's important to self-reflect rather than blaming everybody else or a certain set of factors for our failures. For example, if you get a poor grade, 
and you're blaming your instructor or you're blaming your circumstances or your life circumstances rather than looking in and self-reflecting and saying, did I put in the maximal amount of effort? Did I reach out to my instructors and ask questions? Did I seek help from people that are at a quote-unquote more advanced level than me in the class? Did I prioritize my time appropriately? Did I spend too much time with my friends? These are all things that after self-reflection, you're able to adapt and grow. And I've seen this in plenty of my students over the years, people that will be in some of my classes and quote unquote failed by the book of averages and the book of numbers. And there are many people that come back and do substantially better in the subsequent time that they've taken a course. They have learned, self-reflected and adapted and put in the time that they may not have put in the first time around. Now, does that make them a failure? No, they've just failed once. So they've adapted, they've grown, they've taken another path. Sometimes it will take individuals more than once, more than one failure to create this adaptation that needs to occur. And that's fine. No one is the same and everybody can fail under different circumstances. And there is no problem with that. The other thing that's really interesting is people's perception of failure and that failure and a lack of happiness are correlated in some way. And there's been a lot of research done on the perception of failure and happiness. And the overarching theme and determination is that failure and lack of happiness is not correlated at all. And that just because you fail, it doesn't, or you have this perception that you have failed, it doesn't mean that you're less happy of a person. So I think perspective is really everything here. Just because you failed, it doesn't mean that you're a lesser person. It doesn't mean that you should be overly depressed or sad about it. It doesn't mean that you can't feel these emotions temporarily like the first point, but then we have to adapt and move forward. But this idea that because we failed, we are less happy as an individual is simply not true. And if you think about some of the happiest times in your life or some of your biggest successes, how many times would you have failed to get to that particular point? If you think about a really nice vacation that you went on and you'd saved up and you've gotten the money to do this and it was a vacation of a lifetime and you went with family or you went with friends and you traveled the world and it was just amazing. Think about all the times that you couldn't afford to go on a vacation. Think about all of the financial hardships that you had previous to that. That moment in your life, which might have been the happiest moment, if you correlate failure to happiness before that, and you take all of these collective failures that you had not, quote unquote, achieved before that time, then you wouldn't have considered yourself a happy person and you wouldn't have gotten to that happiest moment or most adventurous moment or point in time. Don't get caught up in the fact that Failure and your self-worth and your self-happiness are somewhat correlated because they're not. It's important to understand that failure is really not a label. Failure is a verb. You, me, everybody else, we're meant to fail. It's part of life. It's part of the learning process. If you think about when we're learning to walk, we don't just stand up and start walking. We crawl, 
We fall, we trip, we cry. We have all these many failures to get to the success of then walking. And every day from that point on, we're constantly failing. We're trying to talk. We're trying to interact with our environments. We're falling. We're crying. These are all failures by definition. But this is what allows us to grow and continue to grow. Just because you failed once, it doesn't mean that you are a failure. Don't label yourself and don't label others as failures because it's simply not true. It's just a verb and it's a part of learning and a part of growth. This is something that we really want to try and understand and get to a point where we can embrace failure properly and almost try to fail in a way. By embracing failure, you get to this point where you can reach so big that you're meant to fail that when you have success with those big reaches, the successes are so exponential that something that you expected to fail on lead to one of the greatest accomplishments that you may have in your life. So for example, with myself, years ago, probably six years ago, I'd started treating a group of professional hockey players in my area through a contact locally that had started referring people to me. And it it was great. It kind of got me into this new phase of my therapy career. And I started to treat high-level athletes more so than I had before. And it was amazing. One of my players during the season got injured uh, while playing uh, for a professional organization. They required surgery and they wanted to come back to the area to do their post-surgical rehab The professional team at the time wanted that individual to see another therapist, even though I'd been seeing this player for a couple of years. And at that point, I'd done no consulting for professional organizations, but it was something that I dreamed about, and it was something that I really wanted to cross off my list. So I decided that, look, I was going to embrace this, and I I wasn't going to accept no for an answer. What I did was I said, look, if I fail, I'm ready to fail. I'm ready for the no. I'm ready for them to not accept me as the therapist that they think is appropriate for this player. But if I don't fail, then this is a huge career highlight for me and might take me to another level. So what I did was I said, I emailed, I I got the player to give me the contact of the team and I emailed the team and I said, look, I, I really think that I'm the appropriate therapist to treat this player. I have lots of experience with them. Here's my resume. I attached my resume in the email. And I said, look, I will treat the player for free for the first couple of weeks if you want me to. And I'll send you all my clinical notes. And if at that time you're not satisfied with the way that I'm progressing the player, then you don't have to pay me. You can refer to the other therapist and I'm happy to help facilitate the rehab in another way if I can. And if not, that's okay too. And so that's what I did. I treated the player for two weeks. I accepted no payment. At the end of two weeks, I sent in my clinical notes from the treatments that I had done. They were impressed with the clinical notes. They were happy with the player's progress. They paid me for those two weeks and they paid me for the rest of the rehab. From that, I was able to start treating and consulting for other players on that team, as well as other players in other organizations within the league. So by embracing that, opportunity to fail it led to a significant growth in my business and in my practice and something that I can put on my resume to only further attempt to fail and hopefully 
seek other career improvements along the way. If I had have just said and accepted that failure right off the hop with it, with not embracing it and not attempting to fail even more largely, who knows where that would have left me. I'm, I may have lost that potential player entirely to the other physiotherapists as well as all the, the players that I treated within that circle at that time. I may have never got the opportunity to consult for that team or other teams within that league which has also led to other opportunities along the way because it's buffered my resume. And it's it was literally just a decision and an email. All it was was an email. They emailed me and I decided to email back rather than accepting defeat. And I was just going to say, look, if I'm going to fail here, I'm going to go out on my shield and fail big. And from that, an immense opportunity was granted to me. So trying to embrace this concept of failure and trying to fail and making your failures, if look, if you're going to fail, fail big. You know, attempt to try these things where you expect to fail because the reward of the successes in, it, in these attempts are substantial. See big failures as big opportunities for success and roll with it. So that brings me to my next point. We want to fail big, we want to fail often, but we want to make sure that these failures are calculated. I'm not telling everyone to take huge financial risks if they don't have the money. I'm not telling people to move out of country that if it's something they don't feel passionate about. What I'm saying is that if there's something that you want and you really, really want it, no matter how many times people tell you no, try and find a way to reframe your approach reframe your offerings or take a piece of what the overall goal was to get to the ultimate goal. For example, if you want a job, offer to go into a company and work for free for a couple of hours. Offer to do a project for free. Offer to work at a reduced wage or in a position that maybe you applied for and didn't get but there's a lower level position offer to work in that position or apply in that position with the ultimate goal of getting to where you need to be I think so many people and that's one of the issues with social media these days is so many people come out of school or they are entering the workplace and everyone wants to be a CEO right off the hop and unfortunately that's just not really the way that it works The reason that people are CEOs is because they failed so many times and in their failures, they've learned so much about an industry or a business that they are the appropriate people for the job because what they're doing is they're then coaching the people that are failing underneath them to allow them to learn, grow, embrace failure in appropriate ways. How do you think that you can do that effectively without having many, many failures underneath you? I mean, it's funny because when I teach people, all I'm teaching them is how not to fail the ways that I failed in the previous 15 years of my career and in the previous 15 years of taking courses. I'm trying to point out failures ahead of time so people don't make the same quote-unquote mistakes that I did. And these mistakes, again, are just alternate routes that I've taken to where I am now. But if I can shorten those routes for somebody else through teaching them that this way might be more effective or this way might be quicker or you might make these short-term sacrifices for longer-term gains, then I'm happy to do that. But I would never be able to do that without having all of these prior failures. So this recognition that you don't get to the top 
by not learning and failing is so bizarre to me. But culturally now, this is something that's discussed a lot. Oh, aim for the top, reach for the stars, become a CEO. Sure, but don't give up when the first high-level job or the first high-level position or the first high-level opportunity that you apply for or seek out you fail at and then allow that to label you as a failure and then don't pursue it anymore and say I give up or this isn't for me because if I had just given up based on the number of failures I would have had in this career I would be nowhere today I would be not even working in this career I'd be working another job in another field so understanding that failure needs to be calculated but having bigger as well as small failures in your arsenal is really really important for growth long term And being okay with the fact that I'm going to try and fail big here, but if I fail, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to move forward towards a goal. I'm going to take a calculated risk, an alternate route to get there. The other thing that I've started doing recently as well, and this is probably only in the last couple of years, is I tell people that I'm completely happy with failure. And I think that this is important because from a societal perspective, failure is seen as very, very negative. And people will internalize things because they're afraid of failure. So they might say, like if somebody wants to be a musician or somebody wants to be a stand-up comic, for example, but they're really, really shy and they they don't want to do this, often by societal standards, they just won't even try because they're too afraid to fail. If you tell people that you're happy to fail and you're going to try these things with the expectation of failure, you take all the power of failure away. Because if you succeed, it's amazing. And if you fail, you're okay with it because you've already told people that you're going to fail. So you can kind of make a game of it with people. You can say, look, yeah, I'm going to apply to this program at school. I'm probably not going to get in, but this is something that I'm really passionate about. So I'm going to try. And at worst case scenario, I just won't get in. And then maybe I'll take a year off and try again. So I think by telling your inner circles, those closest five people, your family, your friends, that look, I am taking this new approach to failure and even admitting the fact that, you know, in the past, failure has had power over me. And the thing that I want to do is take the power of failure away from me. So I'm going to be happy with failure. And then the other point along with that is I'm going to admit when I do fail and I'm going to tell you all, yeah, I did really poorly on a test and these are the reasons why I did poorly I didn't put enough time in I was out too much with friends or this is why I didn't get into this program my essay wasn't thorough enough I didn't get enough people to edit it I didn't spend enough time researching it I take full responsibility and I admit that I failed again taking the power away from it tell people that you're happy to fail and then admit that when you have failed but don't sit there and dwell like the first point you want to adapt you want to grow And you want to be versatile around your failures. Versatility brings me to my next point. Just because you fail once, it doesn't mean you failed. Everything is impermanent and everything is dynamic. When I was in university, I wanted to get a job to help make some money during my program. And there was two on-campus bars. And they were closed during the summer. So what I did was I called the bar and I said, I'd really like to work on campus during this school year. I'm going to drop my resume off. So I went to the bar the next day and knocked on the door. The door was locked, so I slid my resume underneath the door. 
And then I called the bar and left a message and said, I just want to make sure that you've got my resume. And I didn't hear anything. And I, I gave it about two or three days and I didn't hear anything. So the next week I decided that every day, Monday to Friday, I was going to call the bar. I was going to go over to the bar, slide my resume underneath the door, and then I was going to come back and call them again. So I'd call them and I'd say, I'm going to drop my resume off. I'd go over, I'd knock. The bar was closed. I'd slide my resume underneath the door. I did that for five days straight. On the sixth day, I got a call from the manager. He said, I'd like to have you come in for an interview. I said, okay, and I showed up the next day. And when I showed up, he said, look, I got your resume and you don't really have any bar experience, but I just needed to interview you because I needed to see the guy that sent me five resumes and called me 10 times within a five-day period. And the short of it is I ended up getting the job and I worked there for three years and I moved up within the bar and I got all this restaurant bar experience that I hadn't gotten before and met a lot of people, made a lot of friends and one of the best jobs that I had during my university career. If in the first day I had have left my resume and not pursued anything and saw failure as this static event, I would have never realized that just because, again, you fail once, it doesn't mean that you can't go back. It doesn't mean that circumstances can't change. It doesn't mean that somebody might have got fired or decided that they were going to take the job and then didn't take the job. Failure is a dynamic environment for everybody that's involved. Just because I'm failing at something it doesn't mean that it's just on me. Often there are a variety of factors that are involved in the failed event. This might be a job. This might be a relationship with a partner. This might be a team event where you haven't won in some time and it's a failed collective based on the group of people. But failure is circumstantial and very, very dynamic. And this idea that nothing is impermanent and everything can change on a dime allows you to see opportunity out of failure rather than internalizing it and assuming the title of I am a failure just because you have failed. So really, really important to recognize just because you failed, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. Also recognize the more successful that you become, the more often you will fail and the bigger your failures will become. This idea that as you grow in your business or as you grow as a person, the more money you make or the more success that you get in your career, the less you're going to fail is absolutely not true because you're trying to strive for more. And as you climb the ladder, those steps get further and further apart because the pinnacle of success is really, really hard to achieve in all aspects, whether that be business, whether it be your career, whether it be relationships or athletics. When we talk about professional athletes, we talk about trying to refine the last 1% of an athlete's ability. Look at the NHL, for example. Everyone is an amazing athlete and an amazing hockey player. And when you're trying to improve those players, you're tinkering with the last 1%. And when you get into the last 1%, you fail often in trying to achieve more and achieve larger goals. And when you're attempting to achieve these larger goals, the failures are perceivably larger as a result of that. So don't think that when you get to a certain point in your life that you are going to stop failing because that is simply not true. The more successful I've become, I have had to get better at adapting to failure because the failures are so much 
perceivably larger because the risks that you're taking in attempting to grow as a person or grow your business or grow your career are already in that upper echelon that they hurt so much more when you're not successful. And this leads me to my last point is allow yourself to feel the grief of failure for a moment, but this should not define you. It's important to allow yourself to be upset with not achieving a goal or not getting the relationship that you want, not getting the grades that you want. Sit in that grief or sit in that feeling of uncertainty or anxiety or depression or what have you for a moment. And a moment is variable to everybody, but that does not define you. Don't allow failure to become part of the regular pages of your story. We know that everybody has a story. If you were to sit somebody down, often I'll, when I'm talking to patients, I'll sit down, I'll say, what's up, tell me your story. And everybody's story is different. Some people will immediately talk about the fact that their knee's sore, and some people will talk and start two years back and then finally get to the the aspect that their knees sore. But I think the overarching message of this podcast about failure and, and just negative, quote-unquote, negative experiences in general is we can often hold on to those and fall victim to them without the recognition that, look, failure and negative experiences are ultimately about growth. And yes, they hurt. They sting a lot. But if you don't allow them to hold power, which is often easier said than done, they can lead to so many more opportunities. And I understand that failures are perceived differently by everybody and the size of the failure will be perceived differently by everybody. Everybody's coming from different circumstances. Everybody has different privileges in life. But at least allow yourself to wrap your head around the fact that, number one, failure is a verb and it's dynamic. It does not define you. And failure overall is not a negative thing. It is about growth. It is about learning to get back on the path and take a different route. And it's ultimately about success and it will never leave you and is always a part of your growth, your development, and your everyday life. So with that being said, I hope that you have found this podcast valuable. As always, feel free to leave comments in the comments section below. What are some of your biggest failures that have led to ultimately bigger successes? I'd love to know. Have a great Friday, folks, and we'll see you in the next one.